1: We use a thermometer to test our temperature to see if we're doing well or not. So what kind of thermometer do we use for the church? Let's talk about that next, here on Truth For Today. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, hi there, and welcome to the broadcast Why Church is the title of our series, and today we have our final installment in this series with a message called The Marks of a Healthy Church. We're looking at Revelation chapters 2 and 3. We see a great litmus test, a marvelous thermometer, if you will, of what makes a healthy church and what brings danger and, and disaster to a church. Let's catch up with Pastor Phil Howard today, shall we, for our final look at our series called Why Church? Here's Pastor Phil.
2: Some have used the analogy. They did have a water issue there. The water that came from Hierapolis, which was in the same vicinity, we'd say the same county uh, as the Church of Laodicea, the water from Hierapolis was hot, boiling springs, had medicinal value, and it was a valuable resource. They had another source of water that came out of Colossae, that was cold water and in a culture without ice and a culture that it's anything cold would be refreshing. And so there was two water sources and some, okay, that's a historical kind of a background. But what is he saying? And, and here's the tension. I wish uh, you were cold or hot. So I think most scholars are inclined to make hold that you are not saved. That's what Robert Thomas says. I wish that you were either unsaved or fervently saved. I wish you were one or the other. And it's tough to see that. Okay, now we're going to get a third category. But you you're neither that. And so the cold, that would be you're unsaved. You need to be evangelized. You need to come to Christ. You need if that's true, if that's exactly what it means. And the word hot was used of being zealous. uh, Be boiling for the Lord. It's used that way. He warns in Matthew 24, be careful lest you become cold. So it's used negatively. Always negative state to You ought to be boiling towards God. Don't be cold. Don't give me cold shoulder. So what is it? Then we come over here to medi- mediocre, lukewarm. And at least he defines what the lukewarm look like. There are people who think they're well that aren't. They think they're rich, but they're not. They think they're, um, they can see, but they can't. And they're telling Jesus, thanks but no thanks I don't need anything so they don't uh, they're not poor in spirit because it sounds to me like they're a very prosperous group materially That uh, they're doing good it's like in evangelism many critics of Christianity say you're only good for poor people if you've got a job and you've got a good car you don't need Christianity And that's why so many say, that's why you go to India. There's so many poor people. It's not a rich man's faith. Well, it is true that not many rich are saved. Jesus said that. But what's impossible with man is possible with God. So mediocre or lukewarm is a condition that sickens Christ. And says, I'm going to spew you out. So, uh, between being cold and being lukewarm, it sounds like the majority of this church is maybe unsaved people who feel no need of God and are saying they are saved. What is it that is making Christ sick of them? So, it's tough to, to unpackage the metaphor. I wish you were burning for me. And if you're not burning for me, I I could be just as happy with you being cold and indifferent toward me. I can't stand the hypocritical, compliant, satisfied, unsafe people who are acting pious on Sunday and saying all is well. When they're really blind, they're really naked, they're really spiritually poor in my sight, but they don't know it. They don't admit it. They've talked themselves, and this is what Christianity is. You don't need to have a burn. That's only the radicals. If you've ever read the life of William Wilberforce when he's fighting slavery, Wilberforce had family members that had become Methodists. And when he was going to run for parliament, he was warned, you can't run with the Methodists. They are called the enthusiasts. And the Anglican church cannot stand enthusiasm. And they were called that, the enthusiast. See, I grew up with that as a Pentecostal boy. What we lacked in knowledge, we made up for in enthusiasm. We did. And I don't need any of you telling me what I was and what I wasn't and everything wrong with them. I wish the conservatives could get some enthusiasm. Some fervor to so burn with everything they say they believe. Yeah. You believe 10 times more than what I ever believed, and you're at half dead many times. Mm-hmm. Truth is not on fire, doesn't get out of town. You got anything that burns? Anything you can't be quiet about? Anything you can't stay home about? I got to tell somebody. I got to share. I got to serve. I got to praise him. I can't be silent. I'm not letting the rocks take over. Where do you get that? The Holy Spirit is the source of the energy. Don't blame it on him. But you might not have it. But the reason you don't show it, you don't have it. And you won't admit it because you say, I'm in good standing. I'm just as good a Christian as anybody else. Oh, are you? Jesus said, I'm x-raying people that go to that church, they're blind in my sight, they're poor in my sight but they keep telling me, thanks Jesus, give it to somebody that needs it I don't need it so, they're lukewarm he's going to spew them out of his mouth and uh, it scares you, it scares you because it might be us it might be you he he makes recommendations and the commands they're very simple the leading word in every church that's out of adjustment he says repent repent change your mind change the direction you're going repent turn around turn around go the right direction turn away from this go the right direction change your mind so, the Spirit of God will have to convince you that you are indeed, that you do have a. Uh, let's take number one. Let's just ask this question um, Are you a hard worker, but you may have lost your first love? And the word there is not lost, it's leave. You left it. It's not you lost it, you left your first love. Um, is that possible? Can you be an active church worker that simply does not love Christ like you did when you were first saved? How, how do I get back, Lord? I, I'm backslid. I looked up the word backslide. I, I grew up with that word, but since we've been in Valley, we never use backslide. You read Jeremiah two, three, uh, chapter thirty-one. Read Hosea eleven. And backsliding was the term he used of Israel when they went to idols and and they went away. And backsliding, if you've ever been around livestock and you're trying to get them down the chute, that animal could be stubborn and hold back. I watched my uncle taking a bunch of hogs to market. And he let them grow wild in this government land. By the time they took them, they were not domesticated animals. They had grown their horns. They used clubs. It was... Humane society wouldn't want to be that. Because, man, they were stubborn. They'd pull back. I jumped out of the corral because it became dangerous. Those hoofs they were charging us. And I'm a... 80-pound uh, boy. Man, I'm jumping out. I'm getting out of that chute. Back. 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 And God keeps saying, come to me. Repent. No, I will not. I will not. I'm stubborn. I want to have my way. I'm okay. Leave me alone. No preacher's going to get me to repent. Not even the head of the church. I refuse. I'm going to stay right in the place I am. And he said, that word for uh, you've left your first love. That word first was translated in Luke 15. Bring out the best robe. You've left the best love. And what gets me. You, you ask where do people go usually. Well they'll go to sports. You know 49ers. We can't expect faithful attendance during the football season. They say now a faithful attendant church in America is twice a month. Anybody grow up where you went every Sunday? Anybody dare to ever go to evening service? Did God give you enough strength to hold a job? That way I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spent castles in those days. We went late, but my brother and I used to go to St. John's on Fourteenth Street in Oakland because we went and heard St. John Black Choir. And I'd be there till 11. And then E.E. E. Cleveland came on on Alcatraz Street. We'd drive over and hear him. We couldn't get enough. But now, folks, they've become weary of serving God. Hey, you haven't even served him. You're just drive to church three blocks. We're going to start putting B12 in the baptistry. Just drink it as we put you under. Y'all think of our black brothers and sisters, how long? I've been at black funerals for three and a half hours. Any of you ever been there? Come on, you brothers. Three and a half. God must have made black folks different than white folks. We can only take it about an hour. It's amazing how much energy God can give you if you're burning. It ain't the body. It's the thirst. Can't get enough. Now we got so much. Every one of our homes entertainment centers. When I grew up, we hadn't even got TV yet. We had to go to church. That's the only place you hear live music. But I'm saying what happens, we leave first love. I used to have a, I had a reputation of being a praying man. But that's a reputation if I'm not doing it now. I, I used to have a reputation for having a zeal to win the loss. But that's my reputation. It's not my present practice. I've outgrown all that stuff. I've gotten mature. No, you've gotten calcified. You're not mature. Because you've substituted knowledge for practice. I know a lot. So what? The devil does too. I think the devil can pass any doctrinal exam you can pass. It's convicting. I stayed so convicted trying to write these notes. I just asked God, I hope you can help me repent like I ought to repent it scares me. Who said a preacher can't backslide? Uh, he warns Pergamum you've got to get rid of these false teachers. But once again his word was repent. 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 He told uh, Ephesus remember where you've left off. Repent and do your first works over again. Remember. Remember how Andre Crouch wrote that song, Take Me Back. Take me back to the place where I first met you. Sometimes you need to rehearse where you've come from. How far has he brought you? Some of you need to remember how desperately dark it was when you came to Jesus. And now you've substituted schedules, hobbies, sports, money, this and that. You know what? We used to sing a lot about heaven because we didn't have any 403Bs or 401Ks. Everything was in ahead of us because we were all poor folks. Now we got the money. We got the insurance. We got the cars. We got the this. We got that. And folks are going to church less than ever. You know, uh, what does it take to get your attention? Some of you have been intending to do the right, but you haven't. So what is it saying? I'm checking your health. I'm putting the thermometer in. I'm putting the stethoscope. First of all, I've got a church that does not love me. I've got one that is making me sick because of their attitude. And the end's finally there in Revelation 3. And I thank Edwin for giving me a good word here where he says, verse 19, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous, and our word that word zealous, be hot, be passionate, and repent. Once again, repent. Okay. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And in the first service I made that solely the church, but after his insight that helped me, if anyone hears my voice, he now he goes to personal invitation. If anyone Hears my voice and opens the door, and I'm I'm trading. But it has to be their will, their heart. Christ is the door. Now He says you're the owner of a door. It must be your will. Must be. You know, C.S. Lewis had a famous line that the door to hell was locked from the inside. Men go to hell because they keep their heart's door locked. It's locked from the inside. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, look at the picture. The famous picture, Christ at the door. And, and, and he doesn't say a sovereign God will kick in the door. By George, I'm God, I'm sovereign, I'm a Calvinist, I'm coming in. He didn't say that. He appeals to you. He's not a rapist. He will not force himself on even his bride. I'm waiting for you to want me to come in. When will you open the door to your life, to your future, to your poverty, to your blindness, to your wrong view of where you really are and let Christ come in and notice what he said he would do when he comes in he said if you'll let me come in I'm going to cook a meal for you so your spiritual starvation ends listen I will come into him and eat with him well who's going to supply the food the one coming in not us we're in poverty we don't have anything to feed him he's the bread he's the water let him come in and eating in the orient was fellowship and friendship you didn't eat with enemies and he with me Christ makes an appeal to every one of us if you'll let me come in I can turn up the temperature in your soul If you let me come in I can restore the first love It's a pitiful thing You could be married to a woman You don't love like you did When you married her So you start hearing songs Like faded love Or if you want to stay In BB's The thrill is gone That could be the description Of your Christian life The thrill is gone what happened to the thrill usually what really can chill a marriage is for you to get a third party that looks prettier and that's what Israel did she always went playing with another woman My Lord. and God didn't look good enough and he said why are you playing the prostitute but he said you're worse than a prostitute Israel you don't even charge for your favors. You give yourself to anything but me. Let me ask you this: uh, What's your spiritual health like? Uh, as he goes, can you say you're a hard worker? Are you a patient worker? Uh, are you enduring the trials and the tests God's putting your life? Uh, what's God doing through you? Praise God, these churches were doing some things right. And then they had some conditions. First love, tolerating evil, the Balaamites, the Nicolaitans. Had to take care of that. Their temperature, it was full of a church that uh, acted like they were saved, but they weren't. But in the meantime, they'd say, I'm in excellent health. And he'd say, you're dying of spiritual cancer. Because you don't know the state of your heart. Then what does he say? If you'll open the door, I'll come in. I'll do heart surgery. And by the way, I'll supply a meal that will make you abound. Open your heart's door to a living Christ. And church can become exciting again. And we can get healthy. Our Heavenly Father, we tremble before your word. We tremble before your evaluations here I am in a church that came from zero $140 a month rent so little light we could barely read our Bibles during the meeting uh, cooked in the summer ball games nearly in our auditorium it was so close and you're blessed you're blessed we uh, did deny your name and we did our best to teach a word. And now we are can say we're a rich church. We we got buildings. We've got property. We got uh, probably twenty million dollars worth of assets around here. And yet we could be poor and blind yeah. and beggarly if you're not inside our heart controlling us. Lord Jesus, I personally Was so confronted by you yesterday trying to prepare the last two days. I've been mourning over my own spiritual lack, thinking I got a better reputation that I have a that I have reality. Oh I've been known to do this, oh known to do that, known to that doesn't count. It's what am I today? What am I today? What am I today? Help those who have a sacred memory of where they used to be and they've fallen from where they were. Bring them back. Bring them back. In their backsliding, let them run to you. Let them run to you. Let them run to you. Open their hearts door and have a feast served by Jesus. The feast of fellowship. The feast of a restored relationship. Oh, I pray you are do it for every heart that you're dealing with. I just want to, with your hands about, I don't do this often. Is there anyone that you say, I want to get back to where I used to be? I don't feel like I'm where I ought to be. I want to get back. Anyone? We're going to pray for you. Anybody here said, I'm not where I want to be, but I want to get back. Yes, yes, yes. Father, you know the condition of everything that has. And if there's any locks on the heart's door, may they unlock it today. Unlock and give up that stubborn will that Jesus can come in. Come into, I think of what we sang as children's church. Come into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Be Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard.